we are back in business. Cleveland is facing Oakland. I wouldn't say it's a must win, but it's a you have to win. This Oakland team is bad. Uh, we will have updates from the game as it's occurring, as fun things pop up. We're going to talk some minor leagues, talk some stats that have been getting thrown around, and talk about Jason Billis, what everyone's signed in, downloaded to hear about on today's episode of Locked on Guardians. Uh... You are Locked on Guardians. Daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I had the wrong thing queued up there, so uh, apologies for the little snafu at the beginning. Uh, today's episode, though, is brought to you by someone who will never have a snafu. That's game time. Download the app, create an account, use the promo code Locked On MLB to f- save twenty bucks off your first p- purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. I want to thank you for making Locked On Guardians your first listen today and every day. Where you get podcast, we have your Guardians covered every day. There's Justin. I'm Jeff. Let's just get the minor piece of news out of the way. Jason Billis cleared waivers. I think most of us expected this. Uh, it is a it's a great opportunity for Billis, honestly, and it's a great opportunity for Cleveland to try to work their magic. Jason Billis got six figure offers out of high school, decided to go to Coastal Carolina, stayed for four years. I believe he got a little over a hundred thousand as a day three pick. He was a guy who, when he went to college, I thought first second rounder. It just didn't come together. Uh, Coastal Carolina's had a lot of relatively high picks um but he was kind of at it for a time the big guy he was the guy they landed he was their seth lawns way in, in many ways and control has been an issue we'll see if cleveland can work with him and listen you want an example of a guy who struggled as a starter and they moved to the bullpen and found success that's the guy they just signed an extension to that's trevor stefan uh you want another one that's sam henches who we can't wait to come back you want another one? It's Eniel De Los Santos, who uh, was a great addition to this team. So, I mean, we could probably keep going, but those are the ones that came to mind. I mean, Eli Morgan, boom. We can just, you know, this this is what happens. Starters, uh, your best relievers are often starters. We'll see what happens. And if it doesn't work out, you move on. You don't lose anything for this. He was a placeholder. And because of the timing of everything, they got a, a very good chance. They knew they could pass him through waivers, and they were. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Lord knows that AAA team could use some help in the bullpen. We'll get into that in segment two. But, uh, Justin, uh, blocking. Do you want to you wanna take the – I mean, I can pretend. Uh, that's not how you, how you block, but different block, block out. Yeah, I mean, anybody who watched the weekend's games could tell that it was uh, it was not great. And this is one area we talked about. For Mike Zanino over the winter when these stats came out over at StatCast was he was frequently last in the couple of leaderboards. They went back. I think they did dated 2021 is what it was. Might be even further back, but I know, you know, pretty much he has not been, he didn't have enough stats last year really to, to, to play yeah. to qualify because he was out most of the year, but his blocking still wasn't good in 2021 and it's not good this year. And it wasn't good over the weekend. And uh, what is it? Negative five. In terms yes. of, uh, yeah, it's not good. Uh, he is like at the bottom of the lead. He might be last. He is last. He is the worst. Uh, that that was three games. Two, two I games. Think two games caught. His score, three. I, I saw some interaction on this. It hasn't officially posted yet. Mike Pe- Petriolo had a uh, a thing, and I saw some 
back and forth, but uh, I believe his score is lower than any other single teams. So yeah, it's, it's bad through three games. Uh, and I know people will say, Hey, those were wild pitches. Yeah. But there's also a point where you knock down a wild pitch. He's not, it's not only that he's not knocking him down. They're getting away from him every time. Like sometimes you got a bad pitch. Your job as a catcher is to make sure it doesn't shoot out. Yeah, that is, that's the big deal. Like he, the wild pitches are going to happen. They are the fault of the pitcher, but the reason you sign a defense first catcher, if he's not going to be a great offensive producer, although he did have a three on homer, which is good, or what was it? Three extra base hits on yeah, Sunday. Two, it was the first two doubles and a home run. Yeah, first time in 10. Although I'm going to say that last double was kind of questionable because uh, they had that tripping. I think it was J.P. Crawford who tripped or something on the way out there, so that was kind of questionable. But they gave it to him. It was the first time in 10 years Cleveland had had a catcher with three extra base hits in the game uh, since Carlos Santana. And what was what was up with Carlos Santana? He was not a good defender. He had a great arm, and he could hit. That was about it. And, and I don't know. I, so far, I think we're learning the same thing about Mike Zanino. And, you know, we'll be keeping an eye on how he does controlling the run game. Because I feel like controlling the run game right now is hard. There are a lot of stolen base attempts because of yeah. these new rules. And I feel like it's going to – like league average throwing out runners most years. I know we're getting off topic for catcher stats. But league average most years throwing out runners is like 25%. That's going to drop, I feel like. That's going to be – 25% is not going to be the league average anymore for most years. And we'll see how that, that ends up. But, like, do, do you attribute that Zanino is rusty because he – didn't play a lot last year and, you know, he had spring training, but they also were careful about his usage in spring training. You know, do you think it's if rust or it's you're looking at the historical data of his blocking issues and it says this has been a problem for him and definitely they've got to work on. And, and I don't know, it's going to be interesting because he's not necessarily the best defensive catcher they've ever had, but maybe they're hoping for a little more offense and they're hoping for maybe their focus is just, Hey, let's control the run game. And then, We'll figure everything else out because the run game is going to be the biggest deal. But you're going to give up a lot more stolen bases by not blocking or extra. I shouldn't say stolen, but extra bases by not knocking down pitches, right? Like if you don't keep them in front of you, you're going to give up extra bases even if they're not trying to steal anyway. That's a problem. Yeah. And, you know, I think there is, I, th- I think it's both. I think there's some rust, but I also think it's not his forte. And um, I, I don't think he is this bad, but I think the rust is why he's a little worse than normal when it comes to this um yeah i you know i can't help but watch the game right now and i'm already not looking forward to our comments tomorrow uh yep first start yeah yeah it's gonna be interesting can we just say like let me just throw this out there since we you know we talked about the zanito issue that like yes please isn't pitching well but what are you gonna do like i know people are gonna line up to cut him but you know, I, I love Logan Allen, but Logan Allen struggled in AAA last year. Like, you know, it's they don't. Connor Pilkington got lit up in AAA already. Um, they don't really have options with Mackenzie Hurt. So, start the Bybee clock. Yeah, no, I mean it <laughs> kind Bybee of clock, is. The Bybee countdown start is going to start right now. It's, I guarantee. But, I'm not looking at yeah. Twitter, but I guarantee there's people like, all right, call Tanner Bybee up right yeah. now. No, and, and you know we'll see what happens. And hey, maybe it's June. Uh, They'll figure it out, but they've never really called anyone up in May. That's like, they've never really jumped. It's either like Stephen Kwan opening day, or then it's like June. So you can, because if you're not going to get the opening day bonus, then they're going to wait so they can manipulate surface time. Yeah. The problem is this Oakland lineup is not good. Like, no, you know, if you, if you put a fat pitch in the middle of plate, 
and these guys are in the major leagues, they're going to do something with it. But uh, well, I, I can't help but pull, like, you know, you talk about Ryan Noda, who was a University of Cincinnati kid, must be a uh, probably an Ohio kid in general. Connor Capel, former Guardian. I, I once had him in my top 10 prospects in the system. Uh, he was, wouldn't it be funny if he is the best one of that prep class? Because that's the Benson, Nolan Jones, and Connor Capel. He'll probably be the best player in the Oscar Mercado trade. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, probably will Jack be. Torres never made it. He'll probably be the best player in that trade, which is wild. Yeah, but no, like I said, if, if you also think about the fact that like, and this is the thing, I'll, I'll go back before we, we round into saying here, he was 19 years old on draft day. When a team goes and does something that is completely different than everything else they do, you should pay attention to like that. You. That's true. Yeah. So this is actually, you, you got this one, right? So I'll just sit here quietly. <laughs> yeah, pay attention to this fantastic uh, sponsor. Uh, buying tickets to your favorite event should never be stressful. I know I stress out all the time about buying opening day tickets uh, for the Guardians and concert tickets, and I want to know where I'm going to be sitting. So game time is the fast and easiest way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and other events you're going to. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets, the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over tickets and get excited for the event with flash deals. Easy to find and buy tickets for every event of your kind in the area. And they have images of seat views. I'm someone who always wants to know what my seat looks like, whatever event I'm going to. So having a picture of that is super helpful. They have a lowest price guarantee and event cancellation protection. Game time is the last is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning for months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater and more and the game time guarantee means you will always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section or row for less they're going to credit you 110 percent of the difference they're going to go above and beyond the cost snag tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account use code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off your first purchase if you're going to do it you might as well get the 20 dollars off terms do apply again Create an account, redeem the code Lockdown MLB for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So, uh, please X already out of this one. <laughs> Six runs and in two innings. Um, and again, this is not a good team. And he has he went one inning, seven hits, six runs, one walk, one strikeout, one home run. Just wasn't fooling anyone tonight. Um, yeah, I but uh, Curry's in. We'll see what it goes here. I mean, he's. Uh, like the this is where the the runoff of the Tristan McKenzie injury just kills you. Like it's just you know, yeah, he, not being able to call up Gaddis or somebody for. Yeah. Um, I've already got people on Twitter asking me yes. when is Bybee coming up. Yes. Like I literally already have a tweet about that. But they're not gonna like I said since he didn't make this team, uh, they're not gonna call him up until you know they'll call up Pilkington first. Um, they'll give we'll see what happens with Logan Allen if he can. There's a chance that, you know, they're not going to run because they don't. They're going to manipulate the service time and they're going to wait. And that's, I think, you know, June is when they like to call up young players. Um, and we'll just kind of have to stuck and be wait and see. It's like when Oscar Gonzalez came up, right? I think that, I mean, they're not going to have a short leash with police act to begin with. They're getting way ahead of ourselves. But yeah, no, he's, he's got, he's not going roll. anywhere. No, they're going to let this roll. I mean, you're not going to see. He's probably still going to get at least. And no, not every start's going to be this bad. Too. No. He just had a very bad start. But I mean, 
if this was like a, to be a trend into like July or not July, but into like June. Yes. Yeah. And they do want to save Pilkington for like the six man role or uh, the, the double header starter stuff. I don't know. I, I, I do. It depends on how he pitches, but I do think that I wouldn't be stunned if Bybee is the first uh, non Connor Pilkington guy. I mean, maybe they could put Curry in the rotation if, if things got really bad, but we're getting so far ahead of ourselves. I don't no. want to, I don't want to feed that speculation because it's no, not it's, it's not realistic on April third. No, yeah, he's not. Like I said June, and honestly, like I said if by that time Logan Allen is pitching well in AAA because he has to be added, he'll get the first shot anyways. Like I, I think they would likely go that way anyways. Uh, Zach Plesac is is going to get reps. I, I hate to break it to everyone as much as Twitter is knee jerk. The Guardians front office is anything but. They hold on forever, hoping to recoup value. We'll see what happens in the rest of this game. But yeah, they're not going to like just stop. Don't you might as well not even put in the comments. They're not cutting him. They're not moving on. He is going to be here through the end of May. Yeah, they don't move that fast. And, and you know, you no. need to get to the, what's the old um, the old saying, the first benchmark of the season is kind of Memorial Day anyway. Yeah, so. June 1st is when they typically wait to make a big move. Yeah, but the good things are happening in Columbus so far. I mean, uh, Bo Naylor, you know, yeah, not pitching wise, not yet. Uh, the rotation's gonna be fine down there, yes. and like you said, hopefully, Jason Billis can fix that bullpen because whoo, that triple A bullpen is oh boy. I, I told one of my buddies, I said, uh, um, gonna be an exciting year in Columbus. The offense is good, there's some interesting starters. Hopefully, the fans leave before the ninth or eighth inning because that way they leave when Clippers are still winning and they don't come in. Like right now, not having Andrew Misiazek, not having Nick Mikolacek in AAA, that really hurts them. Like those two guys could really help. Maybe Billis will help. Maybe he'll figure it out. Um, I am interested in Daniel Norris. I don't know if you saw, I cut a little bit of video over the weekend. I watched one of his starts. I know I was going to talk about Tyler Freeman, Bo Naylor first, but um, did you see that uh, Daniel Norris has dropped his arm slot? Like he is now like a very low three quarters far hmm. out. Um, is that a recent development? It is. So I talked to our buddy Rahelio from, um, hmm. oh gosh, I need Tigs to. Town? Is he not Tigstown anymore? Or is no, he the, is uh... with um, Tigers Minor League Report at a bunch okay. of other places, truthfully. But um, he said that uh, last year, the Tigers worked with him on dropping his arm slot a little bit. And he mentioned that he wanted a chance to start. I don't know if Cleveland guaranteed him a chance to start. He did technically start that game over the weekend. Uh, he just pitched three innings. So I don't know if he stretched out or not, but uh, he did say the arm slot is a little bit lower than it was last year. So um, it's worth noting, looking at it, he had a great day. I think he had like 14, 14 swings and eight misses. So 14 guys mm-hmm. swing or 14 times batter swung against him and eight times they missed. So that's interesting data on him. So keep an eye on that. Maybe we both kind of thought he was kind of a warm triple a body and he might, might be, I don't know. He could come out of nowhere. It could be interesting. Not that they need another lefty with the way Tim Heron pitch, but you know, I'm but, paying attention uh, to that. And, yeah. He uh, faced eight batters, struck out five. Yeah, he was good. He was really good. I was, I was super surprised. Like I said, I thought he was just a warm triple a body for them to have depth for, but you know, and he might be, but at least, uh, he is creating, he's raising some eyebrows for so far. Yeah, Bo Naylor's off to a great start. A couple of homers. Uh, he had one homer on Sunday that broke StatCast. Love having StatCast in AAA. By the way, it's it's awesome to have that data. Uh, I was looking at, you know, the minor league baseball app is so bad. The MILB app 
first pitch after it needs it needs fixed. So I mean, the major badly. league one is pretty bad right now. Well, I hate fine. the changes they've made. It's not. It's still better than the the minor league. The yeah. first pitch app. The first pitch app is pretty terrible. So I, you know, you can't really follow a game uh, box score wise on that. But on Savant, you can with AAA data. Of course, they don't have Savant data for anything below AAA unless you're in like the Florida Yet. State League. Yeah, not it won't, won't be this year. Florida State League yeah. has had it for years. But we you know Bo Naylor's hit a couple of rocket shots. You know who else has hit a lot of rockets is uh, is Tyler Freeman. Like I've noticed that. A lot of his hits so far have been within that 97 to like 101 mile an hour range. He's got a homer and a double, but he's, you know, he's, he's consistently 97 to hundred, which is pretty good for him. Like, you know, 110 is like the upper echelon of exit velocities, but if you're consistently in like the 97 to hundred range, you're, you know, you're hitting the ball pretty well. And that's going to make an impact, especially with, uh, you know, the lack of the shift now, which we'll, we'll get into with the uh, average on balls in play, but he is off to a great start and uh, he's got a walk. He's got uh, three strikeouts only. He's already been hit by a pitch. He's already stolen a base. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him down there. I mean, they're trying to give Gabriel Arias some playing time early on. You know, he did okay in Seattle. Um, they, they seem to have a role they want to work in for him. I don't know what's going to happen with Tyler Freeman, but man, he's off to uh he and Bo Naylor are off to very fun starts, and and obviously there's a place for Naylor long term. I don't know about Freeman, but I, I definitely am, am glad to see him getting the ball hard because you know we talked about you know bulking up and talking about how the guy who's in the best shape of his life usually doesn't have a great spring, but um, his spring wasn't good, but it's, it's surprisingly his April has been better. And it's also nice just to see him like he spent so much of his minor league career being kind of just a slap hitter that he's getting some more elevation, getting some more launch. Yeah. A little to, more to, line drives to take advantage of, of some of his. Na- oh, Jeff, Jeff froze on us. Uh, not ideal, but yeah, he's there. They're working on working with Tyler Freeman to help with the contact ability. Uh, a little bit and, and improve things in that area. Cause you know, like we've talked about, they, they have done a good job with guys with contact ability and, and do a better job once they are able to um, find a little more exit velocity in there. And that's the encouraging thing for sure uh, for, for Tyler Freeman. We will uh, patiently wait for Jeff to be back, but while Jeff is uh, working his way back onto the show, let's talk about his, one of his favorite sponsors, the Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. Jeff is lapping the field with um, this this app so far. So uh, this is the coolest game, uh, you know, out there. This is, you, you get your chance to be a GM. You get to make all these coaching moves. Uh, you get to go out and hire coaching staffs and manage the finances, scouting and drafting players. Uh, it's It's a really great sim game. As Jeff always says, you can sit down and do it, you know, five minutes at a time and run through all these great things. Um, it's a challenging game. I have not done super great at it. I, uh, I haven't been fired yet, but I'm not doing well, but Jeff is going to go out and, and take all the money for this app. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So, uh, if you, uh, want to get in this app and, and maybe Jeff can teach you, Jeff should, Jeff should really write a book or a tutorial on this. Cause he's done a couple seasons. He's downloaded a couple of, or he's created a different couple of different profiles and he is, uh, I think first, second and third in our league already. He's, he's pretty good. He knows who to hire. He knows the strategies. He knows um, what's going to win games. And really, it's about tanking early on with this kind of stuff as well. 
Uh, Lockdown listeners get a 100% free boost to the franchise when using the promo code LOCKDOWN. Jeff did that without needing the boost, by the way, let me tell you. Um, use the promo code LOCKDOWN in the game store. Just make sure to check it out. Download the game. Visit probaseballgm.com. Scan the code on the screen if you're watching on YouTube or look it up in the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM, start your dynasty today. Yeah, so Jeff is really kicking my butt in that, and, and that's fine. I Truthfully, base, fantasy baseball has not been my thing. Like, I love fantasy baseball. I'm in a lot of leagues, but I'm not the best at it. Uh, we talked about a Mike Petriello stat cast stat earlier today about um, the blocking, and Mike Zeno has not been a great blocker so far. Uh, the one thing he did note that Cleveland is doing well on, I believe they are 30, uh, third in baseball so far to start the season in terms of sprint sprint speed as a team. So they are the third fastest team in theory. I don't know if sprint speed necessarily means you're the fastest team. Like there are a lot of people who would suggest that sprint speed is not the most um, ideal way to measure speed because some guys are better runners underway, which would, would sprint speed is a good factor in, in running underway, but getting down to first base and how you use that stuff in the outfield, like, you know, there's different ways to measure it for sure. But sprint speed is, is a, a thing a lot of people are using and Cleveland's third right now uh, to start the season. So not really a surprise. And that's start. And that's with adding Josh Bell and Mike Zanino, who guys are not typically very fast, but you know, they've got everybody else. They've got Andrew Jimenez, Ahmed Rosario, Will Brennan, Oscar Gonzalez has surprised me over the last year with his speed. Like he was not a fast runner when I saw him in the minors and all of a sudden he is, which is, which is crazy. So um, not, not really a surprise at all there. And um, eventually add Bo Naylor, Mike Petriello, I will say in his comment, I like Mike. He's a, he's a good writer. He's a very smart baseball guy. He loves baseball and I enjoy his work. I especially enjoy StatCast. but he mentioned in there, I had, I had a little comment with this, he mentioned that uh, neither Naylor brother is known for their speed. And Josh Naylor, that is certainly true. Josh, we know, is not adding to the Guardian's sprint speed. He is subtracting to it, and that's fine. But he said Bo Naylor. He mentioned the brothers. Uh, maybe he didn't. Maybe he meant Miles. I don't really know how Miles runs. I know Miles is, is a emerging hitter in this year's draft. But Bo Naylor, he said, also has doesn't add speed to his game. Bo Naylor, that's wrong. Bo Naylor is an above-average runner. He gets out of the box well. He is not your traditional catcher. So for him to say that that uh, Bone the Naylor brother is like if he mentioned he means Bone Naylor doesn't add isn't uh, known for his speed. I wouldn't say he's known for his speed. It's not like his best tool, but for a catcher to have average or better speed, I would say he's above average. I'd say he's average to above average. Maybe he has the data on this. I don't know. But Bone Naylor did steal twenty bases last year, and I have seen him run. I do think he is at least an average runner, and I think most places grade him out as an average runner. And he did steal 20 bases last year. So I would say that uh, Bo Naylor is, is not a bad runner. I wouldn't, I would not put him anywhere near of the category of his brother, Josh, in terms of speed. So that was an interesting comment, but very cool to see so far. The guardians uh, continue their brand of baseball in 2023 with being one of the faster teams in baseball. And you know that's one of those stats too, that was talked about. We talked about a couple of, uh, over the winter was that Manfred staff from 538 which teams are best equipped to take advantage of baseball's new rules and who would have the biggest increase in win totals based on the old rules to the new rules. And Cleveland speed was a big um, factor in that as well. So good to see so far. And another thing Jeff brought up, I don't have the data in front of him, that was, that was kind of Jeff's thing, but uh, 
it looks like and this is probably due to the shift and I'm not sure what else is involved in this. It's probably the shift. It's probably pitchers being engaged faster with the to, to pitch, you know, and guys are on their toes a little more. But uh, batting average on balls in play. If you're watching on YouTube, we have this, the screen that says BABIP is changing. Uh, batting average, BABIP is batting average on balls in play. So if you're not familiar with the stat, which I, I think most of you are, but if you're not, um, it's essentially what the average is on balls you put in play. So a strikeout and a home run do not uh, contribute to an average on balls in play. So if you put a ground ball back up the middle in the past, if that got caught due to the shift, your average on balls in play would drop. If it gets a hit, your average on balls in play goes up. It's just like batting average, but it only is affected by the balls in play and doesn't count home runs. So about league average in the past was like 280, you know, give or take five or 10, depends on the hitter. And and hitters have a lot of control over average on balls in play because of their ability to hit the ball hard. If you are hitting the ball hard like Aaron Judge or Giancarlo Stanton, um, when you're hitting the ball not over the fence, which you know, those two do a lot, um, your average on balls in play tends to go up the harder you hit it. So when you're hitting the ball pretty hard, uh, you're going to carry a higher Babbitt. And, and the same for speed. So like Miles Straw, even though he struggled last year, or even a Stephen Kwan, his average on balls in play might be higher than what league averages. And he, because he may, they run well and hit the ball on the ground. Um, so people always look at Babbitt and think, oh, this guy, you know, carried an unsustainable Babbitt, you know, it's 320 and that's too high. Well, it really depends on the outcome of, or the hitter's skills. Does he hit the ball hard? Does he run fast? And the pitchers too, inducing weak contact. I mean, Cal Quantrill, I don't know. I'd have to go and look specifically at the, um, the bat at ball data against the mechanic agent. Super great. But if you can suppress contact without missing bats, and annual class is a good example of this, uh, definitely induces a lot of weak content. So. Uh, contact. So when guys put the ball in play, it's it's low and it reduces their chance of getting hit anyway. Uh, probably due to the shift, but also probably due to, you know, pitchers just not getting as much time between pitches and hitter, hitters having to be ready more. Uh, pitchers that are fielders, excuse me, having to be ready more often. Um, bad hip is going up. So like I said, normally it was around 280. Now they're talking it's more like, you know, the average is going to be 300. So uh, league average on balls in play is 300. So I think league average is probably overrated. Like you can look at it as a plus or minus thing. Like is this guy hitting 340? Is he going to continue to hit 340? You have to look at the player skill. So just because league average is shifting in terms of, of average and balls in play because of the rule changes, um, you know, you, you can, your, your frame of reference starts differently when it starts at 300 versus 280. But at the same time, you have to look at each individual player skill. Does, does this player run well? Does this player hit the ball hard? Does this pitcher suppress contact? You know, you have to look at the individual player skills before you can suggest that, well, he's getting lucky because his uh, average on balls in play was below the 300 or his average on balls in play was higher. So he's getting lucky as a hitter, unlucky as a pitcher. Those things don't always regress to the mean because uh, all these players kind of control their own outcomes. Um, but, you know, some of it will be changing because of the, the rule changes. So some of that is going to... Um, fall less more out of the realm of their control because especially for pitchers without the shift hitters um, are going to obviously benefit more from it. Especially guys hit the ball back up the middle guys who pull the ball. So you can probably reasonably expect if they're coming in higher than they normally did, those numbers might, 
remain, you know, remain high. And you also, again, look at the individual players like Cozier Ramirez is a great example. Josh Naylor, these guys who pull the ball more, like if they are more spray hitters uh, or if they, you know, it depends on their batted ball profile. So if, if they're hitting for a higher average this year on balls in play, because they're pulling the ball the same as they always did, then guess what? They probably are benefiting from the new rules and, that might be sustainable because they are now now getting hits where they previously weren't. Uh, if it's going down, then oof, as a hitter, I don't know. As a pitcher, that's also hard to say. You would ex- you would assume this would go up with the rule changes. So um, anytime a guy goes up, you definitely you know you don't have to say he's overperforming anymore. When he goes down, definitely uh, definitely a little more concerning. Um, yeah. All right, well, Jeff never uh, made it back, unfortunately, for today's show, but I thank you for sticking with us, checking with us every day. We got your team covered every day on Lockdown Guardians. The Guardians uh, not having a good go of it tonight as we're recording this while they're playing Oakland. Not a great start for Zach Playsack. We will break all that down on Wednesday's episode for you. Uh, Until then, make sure you are subscribing on YouTube. Hit the bell. Make sure you get notified of every uh, episode when it premieres. Make sure you are uh, listening every day, downloading. We do appreciate it. We had last I checked, we over fourteen hundred subscribers on YouTube. Uh, we definitely could use, you know, some more. We definitely could use a new review on iTunes. So if you've listened and um, you haven't left a review in a while, or you never left a review, let us know how we're doing. I am always open to constructive criticism. If you want to leave us a review on a podcast platform that allows you to do that. Um, you can definitely give us less than five stars. Just tell us why it's not five stars. Leave us something to improve upon because this show is for your entertainment. Otherwise, we are just talking to each other and nobody wants to hear that. Well, I guess you're listening to each other. Uh, if, if we're talking to ourselves and we're not doing well, then uh, let us know. But uh, Jeff is making it back to say goodbye. Yes. Uh, I just want to throw this out there as well because it, it pops up from time to time. Oh, we were so close to getting Jeff back. That was that was a little tea. Did I not stick? <laughs> You're here now. Oh, no, I was just saying like, um, so I noticed in the comments, the pronunciation issue came up again. And here's my quick thing. I am dyslexic. I literally, this is a dyslexic issue. I talked to someone when I went to a training on a program to teach children with dyslexia. We have confusion. So even memorization doesn't work because then we get confused in the memorization of things. So... My mispronunciation is not lack of work. So I guess I am sorry that I was born with a disability, but like the analytic mind and things that I learned um, with it made me who I am. So I'm, I'm not sorry, but I, I'm sorry it bothers you. But also like I listen to a lot of podcasts where other people have this issue and I don't understand. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. Language is evolving and changing. So like pronunciations. Um, you know, don't stay consistent. But uh, that's my thing on that. I want to thank everyone. Yesterday's episode really did well. Um, I know everyone's super excited, so I don't want to end on a bummer. But yeah, go leave some reviews and make sure you're downloading every day on whatever platform you use to download on because we're like 64th on Chartable and we need to be in the top 20 again. We want to be one of the top 10 on this network. And, uh, you know, Justin and I both put in a lot of time. So even if you're not going to be able to uh, listen that day, just do us a favor and download anyways. Uh, We appreciate that. Thank you for listening and go, go guardians go.